When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Summer's not over yet. Shop patio furniture to extend your summer fun at NFM. All the outdoor styles you love are on sale and ready to take home today. Shop hundreds of options in stock with savings up to 70% off, all backed by our low price guarantee. Shop outdoor dining, sofas, bistro sets, fire pits, accessories, and more. NFM makes it easy with in-stock styles, guaranteed low prices, and long-term financing. Refresh your outdoor space at NFM. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. When I clock out of the hospital at 6 p.m., I'm not done for the night. That's when Gamer Nurse 40 clocks in, and she's got orcs to slay. Sure, I'm playing a 13-year-old in Scranton, but he's a level 53 mage with a filthy mouth. So I need to stay on top of my game. What'd you call me? That's when I crack open a Heineken Zero Zero. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I can focus on stealing his gold before his mom tells him it's bedtime. Take that, kids. Heineken Zero Zero. 0.0% alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. 
podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. For decades, there's been an affinity between Tottenham and Ajax fans. At Spurs, you'd often see the flags flown that bore the XXX of Amsterdam, as well as the badge of our own beloved club. But how does such a connection manifest itself? And why, where there is no geographical reason for Ajax and Tottenham to be mentioned in the same breath, do both sets of supporters acknowledge each other in the way that they do? We spoke to three Ajax fans, Danny, Arco and Kiel, to find out whether it's because both clubs have a large Jewish following, or whether it's the number of players and management staff we've shared, or whether it's about our bitter rivalry with their most hated enemy, Feyenoord. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock! It's the fighting. It's the fighting. So I'm joined by IX fans Danny, Arco and Kiel. Uh, thank you very much for being on this, boys. We, we, we've been talking about um, the connection between Ajax and Tottenham for a long time. And for many Spurs fans, it feels like it's more our side than your side. It's kind of like, you know, we, we like, a lot of Spurs fans hark back to the days of, of the kind of casual culture and the violence and, and, and stuff and the things that happened in the 70s and we look at the kind of friendships between clubs that happened back then uh, and look at it, it with rose-tinted glasses to some degree but what what we've been able to do here is find the three of you who at least understand the connection between our two clubs um, Danny, Arco and Kiel um, could, can I just start by asking you um, is, is there a common knowledge between uh, in the Ajax fan base about the kind of kinship between Spurs and and uh, and Ajax Arco I'll start with you mate well I think um it's 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 very widespread I think the, the the Tottenham shirt is the only shirt you can basically wear outside of your Ajax shirt to the stadium and not get you know get talked back to or you know it's 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 one of the very very few clubs that is commonly accepted as a as a kin, kindred club kindred spirit club and Danny yeah yeah I think a lot of Ajax fans are Spurs fans too uh, especially the last years uh, due to the players like John Vertonghen and Toby Allward of course but uh, and a lot of uh, older Ajax fans are also Spurs fans from the early 80s I know a group of a uh, lot of old guys that go into Spurs uh, a few times in a year. So, uh, yeah, it's it's very different. Kiel, anything to add? No, uh, it's, uh, something like Arco said. Uh, it's one of the... Uh, yes, there can be one club uh, where you can wear the shirt off to the stadium and not get violated. And, uh, yeah, many of my age uh, supporters, I'm 24, are most liking it because of uh, Van der Vaart, Vertonghen, Otherweireld, Eriksen, like that. So, so just so people listening know, uh, can I get the ages of each of you? I'll go um, first. Yeah, I'm I'm a 38 year old geezer actually. <laughs> I'm a little older. <laughs> no, I'm 37. I feel your pain. <laughs> uh, I'm a little bit older. I'm 48. And that's Danny, yeah. Danny, yeah. Yep, yeah, and Kel. 24. Okay, so there's a wide spectrum, you know, and uh, Danny, I guess more than uh, more than 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 Arco and Kiel would would understand perhaps how some this relationship between Tottenham and Ajax was formed. Um, in your opinion, Danny, where do you think that comes from? Why why is this 
because it, it's not it's not obvious, is it? It's not like Tottenham, uh, or London, and Amsterdam. They're close geographically if you think of the landscape of the entire mm -hmm. planet. But there's no reason why Ajax and Tottenham should be should have any kind of affiliation with each other. So where where do you think that comes from? Uh, um, I, I don't know yeah, sure for where it comes from, but I think it is the, 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 the in the early 70s. I think it was 74 that Spurs played plays against uh, Feyenoord. Yep. And all the riots uh, were in the stadium. And that was the first time the hooliganism of, uh, comes in Holland. And yeah, as many as you know, our uh, Feyenoord are our bigger rivalry uh, club. So that's one of the reasons. And maybe the Jewish connection, but I, uh, I, I'm not sure of it. I don't know. We'll, we'll come on to the Jewish connection shortly. Um, but just to, to go on to the kind of hooligan element. Um, so for, for Feyenoord, for Tottenham, they're, they're like, uh, as far as I understand it, and I've never been involved in that aspect of, of our football culture. I, I've kind of looked from an outside in and, and been fascinated by it, but never physically involved in it because it would end up in devastating consequences for me i, I think but <laughs> but but um uh, is it i mean how significant was that that an english team came to to holland first off but but also attacked your your rivals because our understanding of feyenoord is there there are our enemy that there's been so much history between tottenham and feyenoord that that there isn't going to be a game where we play each other that there won't be trouble. Mm -hmm. So how, how how significant is that relationship between us and Feyenoord to Ajax fans? Ah, uh, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, I don't really know. Uh, I think it's um, uh, bit of harsh rivals between each other, and uh, yeah, we're both hate hating the same team. Is Difficult to um, to say, but I think uh, because of the early 70s trouble, and then it started hooliganism, and that's why uh, I think some older friends from Tottenham are uh, some older friends of, from Ajax are uh, yeah loving Tottenham by the way they do it, they did it in the cut back then. Yeah, fair enough. What, what, what so so are you saying that? Before that point in the 70s, there wasn't really a kind of casual culture in, in Holland. No, that was, that, that was the start, uh, I suppose. Maybe Danny can uh, talk, about, talk a little bit more about it because uh, I'm 24, so. But, uh, then, it, then it started, and uh, the F-side, a um, uh, big group of Ajax fans, uh, was formed in 76. So, yeah. yeah. What was the name? the The name of the IX firm, if if you remember. F side. F side. Yeah, yeah. So, what does F F side represent? Where did that name come from? It was a section in the in the old stadium in uh, in the stadium the Meer in Amsterdam. There's one section, and that's called uh, section F. And all the guys from Amsterdam, uh, the hard the hard guys, top boys was standing there and going with each other to away games and makes trouble at the away games. Yeah, fair enough. Um, <clears throat> so, obviously, there's this connection between we both have um, the same enemies, you know, your enemy, enemy, your, your, the enemy of your enemy is your friend. Um, but th there is also another connection between our two football clubs, which is about the, the Jewish connection. 
So mm-hmm. for, for, for Spurs perspective, um, we, we had a large Jewish um, settling in, in Tottenham, uh, more over Stamford Hill. And it was a kind of place where lots of uh, Jewish people settled after the war. And because of that, the club became known as, a, as having a kind of substantial Jewish fan base. The reality is that we probably don't. We don't have any more than any other. But because of that, during the 70s and 80s, other fans of, uh, of other English clubs, primarily Chelsea, uh, Leeds and West Ham, would uh, use the word yeared against us. And, and the story goes is that we took that uh, offensive remark from, from uh, opposing fans and turned it on its head and saying, OK, if you're going to call us Yids, we'll take that on and we'll, we'll, um, we'll, we'll be uh, embracing of it and use it as a, a shield and, a, and, a, and a, an element of defiance and say, yeah, all right, fuck off. If you're going to call us that, then, then we're going we're gonna to embrace these people and embrace this culture and make it a part of who we are as a football team. Um, what what's what's the I, how did it come about that you guys were, were associated with the Jewish community? Uh, Kale, uh, I'm not uh, not associated with the Jewish community over here, but uh, I think it's a little bit of the same with uh, Spurs fans. Um, some other supporters from different clubs like Ado uh, Hague, FC Utrecht, uh, Feyenoord, PSV. Uh, are calling us Jews, so uh, we embrace it ourselves, and uh, yeah, we sing about it, and that's why. And uh, back, really, really back when I was uh, founded, uh, there was a, a big group of players by then who uh, were Jewish, who were playing for our club. So uh, it always had that uh, Jewish mentality uh, through through the club. Okay. Well, uh, Amsterdam used to be called the Jerusalem of the West. It was, you know, it's hard to overestimate how big the Jewish presence was in Amsterdam. So, it, you know, in all all uh, matters of culture. So, for Ajax as well, uh, unfortunately, in the war, around eighty to ninety percent of all the Jews in Holland and therefore in the Netherlands were wiped out, which is a shameful part of our history. But you know, the name stuck and uh, the away fans back way, way before there was any sort of, you know, casual culture. But uh, if there were away fans and they came to Amsterdam and came to Ajax, they they traveled through the Jewish quarter back when that meant something. You would have seen, you know, all you would have seen was like Orthodox Jews walking the streets, you know, it's like full, full on Jewish quarter. And they passed through that on the on the trams, on the on the streetcars. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's how it started out, and of of course now it's a very superficial link only. I mean, it, it's Jews by name, but not by identity at all. But, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I, I would say that was the same case at Spurs. Like you, you find like my, my my dad, my old man, he he will wear, he has on his chest, and he he has for for many many years. He's worn a gold chain with a star of David, um, and, and we, I think that maybe my great great grandmother was was Jewish, but none of us are really sure. But my dad's affiliation with Tottenham and the club that he loves means that he also has affiliated himself by proxy with a faith that perhaps he doesn't fully understand, but he Mm -hmm. still uh, wears a a star of David. And and I see actually more recent, uh, I mean, more recently for for, for Ajax and Spurs that there have been like uh, Israeli flags 
flown in in your in your stadium. So yeah, you don't. You don't sorry. Yeah. Go carry on. Go. Uh, you don't you don't see them as much anymore, and or in fact, uh, a, a lot of them at all anymore. But it, I think about ten years ago, it was at the height of of like full on uh, Israeli flag and Star of David displays. And it was interesting to talk to uh, Israeli fans coming to Amsterdam, coming to the arena, saying um, they were so uh, so proud and, and, and relieved that they could celebrate their imagery in a in a foreign country without being or uh, yeah well uh, attacked upon or or called names, you know. And I mean, even they understood that it was a, such a um, uh, superficial. Uh, kinship that they shared, but they still really enjoyed, you know, being embraced by uh, this this odd branch of Dutch football. Yeah, I, I, I can I can appreciate that as well, um, because we, Spurs fans has has been well documented documented in the UK were kind of um, well we were put under pressure into stop using the word yid, and for many yeah. Spurs fans. It's a brand. It's a word that identifies ourselves as football fans, as much as it is a, a, a kind of um, offensive word thrown at Jewish people. It's a positive affirmation that um, we refer to ourselves in, and, and to this day, every game that Spurs play, will you, you'll hear a song about us uh, being uh, yids, you know. And mm-hmm. while <clears throat> that, you know, this, this is deeply. Uh, difficult subject to talk about if you're not Jewish but from my perspective you know you know talking about yourself or, or, or in terms of being a Spurs fan as a as a yid it's not anything to do with religion and really it's not anything to do with Judaism or or, or being a Jew it's, it's a really difficult weird kind of situation to be in and um, how much pressure did Ajax fans come under to stop using the uh, Israeli flag, or calling yourselves—is it a Super Joden? Uh, excuse me, Super Joden. Joden. Super Joden. Super Joden. Does that still go on? Yeah, 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 for sure. Every game, man. But uh, I think in about five, six years ago, uh, yeah, there was uh, something familiar with uh, similar with uh, the media against Tottenham yeah. and the media against Ajax. That it was about five, six years ago from. Uh, some famous Ajax fans who were Jewish, they say in television show, yeah, they need to stop it, they need to stop it, and yeah. Do you, but, uh, do you guys find like like we have like you know when we play Chelsea or West Ham or Leeds or to a smaller extent yeah. Arsenal? Do you, do you find that um, opposing fans are still using it against? Yeah, against yeah, you? yeah, yeah, uh, sure. Final final fans uh, sing it. Uh, guess all the Jews and. Uh, yeah, yeah, like that. The high So really, well, one of if I if I can break in for a moment, one of the most odd, peculiar experiences I had. I went to a lower league game between Volendam and Den Bosch, which were two cities completely unrelated to Ajax or Jews, and the Den Bosch fans were singing uh, Hamas, Hamas, Jew, uh, Jews to the gas. Even though the game wasn't against Ajax, they just passed Ajax on the highway, and they they're on, in a long line of clubs who hate Ajax. But I thought that was really odd to sing such a such an intense song at a at a match that has nothing to do with Ajax at all. It's really odd. 
Danny, Danny, can you describe the rivalry between Ajax and Feyenoord for a group of fans like myself or anyone listening to this? The vast majority won't understand mm-hmm. the fan, uh, you know, the the rivalries in in Netherlands. Can you describe how, how fierce is this rivalry and where does it come from? Uh, it's very hard. It's uh, I think maybe more by the Feyenoord fans than by the Ajax fans, but uh, a lot of Ajax fans hated Feyenoord and. Yeah, it's it's a rivalry between the cities, Amsterdam and Rotterdam. Uh, Amsterdam is the capital city of Holland, and Rotterdam would like that, and uh, they aren't. So, yeah, it's 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 a big rivalry. And Kiel, um, what what about you? How how would you describe the rivalry between? Because we're, as Spurs fans, we we hate them. But we have we we played four games against each other, five games maybe. You know, the the, the only reason we the, the, there is this rivalry is because it harks back to forty years ago, where one of our fans got shot by a shopkeeper who probably had nothing to do with Feyenoord fans at all. But because of the that the kind of you absorb all of that, the kind of hatred. You guys play each other every season. What, what what's it like? Can you describe it when you're going to a game between Feyenoord and? And Ajax, what what it's like? Is it is the atmosphere thick? Is it, you know, are uh, you? We aren't allowed to go to the away games. Uh, they aren't allowed to go to us when when we play at home. Uh, it's been a ban for like ten years now. Um, they make an appointment for five years, but we're still waiting till we uh, till we can go again to that game. So, so and what was it? What was it like? Why, why did it get banned? What was it so bad? Uh, it was uh, shouting to each other, and uh, yeah. yeah, it was. Uh, how do I say that? Um, maybe can Arco can Arco help me? Optelsom. Uh, what does that mean? Yeah, it's a it's a, <laughs> a it's the sum of all uh, all things combined, so to speak. Understood. Understood. Yeah. And uh, when we play each other the last years because of the away band, it's really dull in the stadium. Uh, we win mostly uh, always in our own ground. The last time they get a result in our house was back in 2005. And uh, yeah, we, uh, yeah, we always win against them, except from last month. We lost 6-2. But uh, yeah, the rivalry is much bigger uh, over there. Then over here because uh, they really they can't stand us because we're the biggest club in Holland. Yeah, uh, we're the capital cities, uh, also mentioned by Danny. Yeah, and uh, Rotterdam is a, a working class city, uh, so people uh, work in harbors and everything like that. And Amsterdam is a city of class. Uh, people get uh, good jobs, have a lot of money, and so do that. So they so they are a bit jealous at us. And yeah, that's why, because uh, when we played the Europe League final two years ago, uh, we lost against Man United and there was a party in Rotterdam uh, that day that we lost against United in the Europe League final. So they're like, you, you, they, they have like a small club mentality. That's what you'd say in England. They, yeah, and they are yeah, cunts as well. So. They have the second, second well. syndrome. <laughs> Sorry, go on, Danny. Okay, yeah, they, they have the second syndrome. Second city syndrome. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I understood. understood. Yeah. So it's yeah. difficult for me. I understand what you're saying, and I appreciate it. But from a Spurs fan, you know, to play 
uh, to, to, to experience the last 20 years of football and the vast majority of it has been behind Arsenal. And uh, we, we feel the, we, we, the way Feyenoord feels about Ajax, we felt about Arsenal because obviously we were chasing what they had. But now uh, we, we have everything and, and they're shit. Um, it's, it's, it's a lovely thing. And now we can look at them going, like all the stuff that they're saying about Spurs is like, you, yeah, you've got a small club syndrome. So I kind of appreciate what, why, where perhaps Feyenoord are coming from in that respect. But um, what I did realise is how much Ajax fans uh, genuinely do care about this um, rivalry between the two because in 2016, and we spoke about this in the WhatsApp group before, but I was in I was in um, in Netherlands in Rembrandt Square. And I was watching the Spurs game at the same time Ajax were playing. I, I can't remember who you played. I'm sorry, but I think you drew and, and Feyenoord won. Is that right? Uh, I think the game was against uh, the Graafschap. Yeah. Uh, and we uh, drew 1-1. And yes. And then uh, PSV was getting the champion, not final. Uh, my, my, my bad, I'm sorry. Um, but I, I just remember um, the mood turning. What I've always considered Amsterdam to be uh, an incredible place with uh, lovely people. But what I loved about it was that football in that instance as damaging and hurtful as it was to our Ajax fans, that I, I saw a city turn from something that was, uh, you know, kind of like a pleasant touristy place to something that was actually genuinely, you know, this is a football town, Amsterdam. It, it, you know, it's, it's defined by uh, lots of things, but also by its football club. And I, I, as, as damaging as it was to you guys, you know, I enjoyed um, the fact that I, I, I was re- I, I, I experiencing a, a kind of football culture in, in its most extreme. It was um, it was excellent. One one of, one of the things that I love about uh, Vertonghen um, is the song that he sung uh, about Fernod. Can you yeah. explain explain to uh, people that the vast majority of people who listen to this podcast won't uh, won't know about this? What am I talking about? Uh, it was the League Cup, fi- uh, the League Cup final in 2011, I remember, and we played final. As I already told, there are no away fans allowed in that game. Yeah. So the final was played over two legs, one at our home and one at uh, their home. Uh, the first game we won two 0 uh, The second game uh, with a uh, sold-out stadium at them at the Cup, and everyone was like, "Okay, we're gonna get him. We're gonna get him." Nah, uh, uh, in the first minute, Suarez shot goal 1-0 to Ajax. So they were uh, already devastated about it. But uh, after the game, we won 2-4. Uh, there was a little bit of uh, an honor in the stadium between the fans and the supporters. And we sing a song about Feyenoord. We call Feyenoord cockroaches. Yep. So uh, Fortuna came up in the stands and sing that song. Uh, there are uh, fuck cockroaches, something like that. Um, and everyone was like, oh man, this this guy, I, yeah, I fucking love him. Yeah. And, uh, Martin so, Yo was our coach back then and uh, there was it was on television and uh, after Jan Vertonghen uh, sang that song, the, they pointed the camera at Martin Yo and he was like, fuck, he's gonna get banned three games. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's crazy, man. Um, yeah. but, but isn't that an incredible thing though? Like, I'd take, I'd take three game ban. I'd take a ten game ban if Harry Kane yeah. g- grabbed the microphone and called 
all fucking Arsenal fans, cockroaches, or that. Yeah. That, that's what it's all about, isn't it? and he understood it. Like, he, what I loved yeah. about that is that he, that in that moment, it, he, 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 he was, um, he transcended above all of the bollocks of being a professional footballer, and he was with you lot. He was with Ajax, and he understood your hatred of Feyenoord. Yeah, yeah, he was a yeah. fan at that moment. Sorry? Yeah, he was a fan at that moment. Exactly. He, did, he didn't realise he was a player. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and, and that's an amazing thing. Like, yeah, uh, it is. What, what's, how do I feel about Vertonghen? Uh, uh, Kjell? Uh, for me, it's... Uh, for my generation, I'm 24, and sounds a bit weird for Spurs, maybe. Uh, but... Um, Ajax didn't win the champions, uh, they didn't win the league about seven years and that's a really, really long time for an Ajax fan. And back in 2011, uh, we won it for the first time then. Uh, for me, it was the first time I uh, was there and I followed the club that season, every game. Uh, it was my first year as a season ticket holder, so for me it was really a tense year. And we played the last game of that season against FC Twente. Uh, Twente was on top. Uh, we were second, one, one, two points behind them. So we need to win that game. Man, that day, 15 May of, the, of 2011, best day of my life. Um, <laughs> we, we won 3-1. And after the game, Vertonghen sat in the ground and uh, was crying on his knees, kissed the Ajax logo. And yeah, I feel uh, some kind of love for Vertonghen. Uh, that I have uh, haven't with any other player because now he used to play for Ajax and now he plays for Spurs. I like Spurs a lot, so for me, uh, yeah, he's like a hero, true idol. Uh, you know, for us as well. I mean, just this week he played in the Champions League game again. He played like uh, Marcelo in his prime, isn't it, mate? Boys, I can't like we're, like we were talking about on our podcast last a couple of days ago. You know, for us, he's like it's him and Alderweireld as a centre back pairing, the best centre back pairing we've had since 1961, in my opinion. And uh, the, the the fact is, we didn't have any left hand sided players. Like Rose was injured, Davies was injured, and Jan Vertonghen, a centre back, had to play a left wing back. And I've never seen a more accomplished performance from a player ever in my life out of position. He, he, it was because of him that we, that we managed to win that game. He was incredible. But you know what? If I'm being really honest, um, and he's been with us longer than any any other club, but I, I kind of feel like, and this is the same with Alderweireld. I don't feel like they have an affinity with Tottenham like they do with Ajax. And I feel like, like especially uh, Alderweireld, like he has the three X's on the on the back of his arm. I can't imagine him ever getting a, a tattoo about Tottenham. And I, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I feel, I don't know, there's something about Ajax that, that players resonate with. And, and, and one day, perhaps, Vertonghen and Alderweireld will start in, as a centre-back pairing for you. And that would be an amazing thing. Um, are you not, like, as Ajax fans not getting, or is there a segment of the Ajax fan base uh, that not getting a little bit fucked off with Spurs? Like, we're constantly buying players or, or in for you. Like we, the 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 rumors are that we're we're interested in Delict in the De Jong. Um, before that, Sanchez. We, we've signed. Um, we've signed. Excuse me, boys. Sorry. Um, we've signed um, uh, Sanchez before, and then previously, 
uh, Ericsson. Uh, is, is there not an element of your fan base, Danny, that, that gets like fed up with Spurs coming to buy your players? Uh, for me, it doesn't matter. Uh, I know that the youngsters will go to, to bigger clubs. And when they go to a bigger club, then I hope they go to Spurs. Uh, but I, underst- I understand a lot of Ajax fans uh, are not so happy with it. Um, when Spurs coming to Ajax for a player, uh, a lot of people saying, "Oh God, they are they are they are here again, and mm. why and why always Spurs?" But yeah, for me it doesn't matter. <laughs> I guess it's going to happen but, in, in any case. You know, um, yeah. De Jong signed for Barcelona, right? Yeah. Mm. You yeah, know, if, yeah. If, if you're producing talent like you are, and Barcelona are coming and picking them up, do you know what it is? It's not, it's not even about uh, Spurs being a bigger club because if you look at the history of the two clubs in Europe, it's comparable. You know, you, Ajax have done amazing things from a position of disadvantage compared to England where, you know, the world, all of world football are watching, our fo- uh, watching the, the Spurs play or Man United play or all that kind of stuff. Ajax are at a disadvantage because they're playing in the Dutch league, which isn't watched by as many people. Um, but it, it's it's from, from my perspective, if if I was Ajax fans, I would be looking at. It, it's not just it ain't it's like like I say, it's not Ericsson. It's it's um, you know the the combination between the club, Davids, Van der Vaart, Toby, Jan, Ericsson, Mido, Sanchez, Martin Yol, Frank Arneson. It's mental the amount of players uh, or, or um, managers that have played for both both clubs. It's yeah. almost like it's destined to be that that we're we're always going to be in each other's pockets. Uh, Arco, what do you think about it? Uh, I think I do have a little bit of uh, of uh, of sore butt from the whole Dirty Sanchez uh, story. I mean, that was a really unfortunate timing, but also on on his agent's side, of course. I mean, that was not. The whole of it wasn't Tottenham's doing, but you know that was the only thing that I got a bit butt hurt about. Um, okay, well, sorry, sorry. Like from from our perspective, um, from from fans in, in the media, we didn't. What you like was, was there an issue? Because from our perspective, we bid you accepted, and he came. No, he he basically uh, refused to play his last two games, which were. Uh, uh, and a competition game that we drew because there was so much hassle around his departure. He he declined to play on the, at the very last minute before kickoff. And the other game was a, a European qualification game that we fumbled, which we probably would have with it, with him as well. It was a very crucial time. I didn't know uh, that. No, no, but that was that was business dealing. I think that has more to do with his uh, the people around him forcing a move than him uh, than Tottenham playing it like that. Because he'd only he'd only uh, he'd only been there a year, hadn't he? You bought him from Colombia. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and he was. Uh, I mean, the Licht was obviously you know becoming the 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 the, the big man he's he's he is now, or or is getting very nearly. Becoming, but I think Sanchez was the, the one of the main reasons we made it to the Euroleague final. Mm. Um, but like uh, Danny said, I mean, I'd much rather have them go to Tottenham than to any other club abroad. Um, and you know, at some point, we'd like to have them back. Thank you very much. <laughs> Do you know, I think a lot of Spurs fans would be would be looking at that and thinking that, especially between the two the two centre backs, because as I've said. 
uh, out of Erod and Vertonghen especially, but but out of Erod is um, he's the best defender I've ever seen with my own eyes at, at, at Spurs, and Vertonghen's done so much and has been with us so long that you kind of he will go down as one of our greatest defenders ever. But them two together to ha- have them, you know, play play for us and and do so well. It, you know, it's they're they're both very special players. But what what was it like? Can you remember when they were both very young players playing in 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 that centre back pairing for Ajax? What was it like to watch them two play? I think if I can if I can go first, it, they have something that we in Amsterdam or in Holland call brani, which is a bit like that they're you know they're they're not not arrogant exactly, but they play with such confidence. Yeah, and I think. What made them such symbols for for Amsterdam for Ajax is that obviously they're Belgian, they're Flemish. Yes. But you know, like loads and loads of people who come to Amsterdam to make it big. You know, it's like you you adopt Amsterdam and Amsterdam adopts you, and you you know, it's not a matter of where your cradle is standing, but how you you know how you match up with that Amsterdam vibe, and they they both have that full on, and I think they found something at Tottenham that's somehow very very similar to that like the the the, the brani as we call it or the yeah, I'm, I'm searching for a similar word in english but it's you know it's like this this classy feel of of you know wanting to succeed having you know cheeky laughs uh, van der Vaart has it as well yeah um and i think they really found a second home there uh but you could always tell that these two were up to something that but Vertonghe has a very odd history because he was loaned out to R- uh, RKC, RKC, RKC uh, and in two games before the end of the season, he scored the, uh, the, 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 the draw against Ajax as a player on loan, and that cost us the title. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and every other player... Uh, wouldn't you know? Wouldn't have been very welcome back to the club, but no one ever carried that after him. That's how big of a loved guy he is. So uh, RKC, what 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 is uh, what level do they play at? They're, they're minnows, but the, back then they were in the in the top flight. But I think they actually they relegated that year or the year after. Yeah. Um, and you know, players getting loaned out by Ajax that's usually a one way street uh but Vertonghen made his mark especially in that match like shame on you for you know letting me go and that's uh and we paid dearly and then he came back yeah and they and he never left uh the, the first 11 the, 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 uh, after that Danny um can I ask you about um any Spurs fans that you know do you do you do you know of any Spurs fans that come to watch Ajax play at your stadium oh yeah yeah yeah, I, I knew uh, a lot of guys. Uh, I'm coming from now for 15 years. Uh, I'm going to Spurs. Yeah. And in that 50 years, I have made a lot of friends uh, in London. And yeah, talk talk with the guys and talk about Ajax and and, and introduce them. Uh, yeah, come over to Amsterdam. And a lot of people are coming to Amsterdam to see Ajax. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, and uh, Kiel at all? If you were this as well, yeah, yeah, um, same for me as Danny. We have a little bit of both friends, uh, much younger guys for me, but Danny will know them. Uh, yeah, uh, one guy is coming, maybe like two, 
two or three times a season uh, to my house. And we go and watch an ice game and have a lot of fun in Amsterdam. And yeah, uh, what Danny said, uh, if I if I am in London, I always make new friends from Tottenham. And I always introduce them to Amsterdam. Some people come, some people don't. Um, yeah, there's one friend, uh, fan from Northern Ireland. He's a SD holder as well from Spurs. Yeah. And uh, he's going to the game from Northern Ireland as well. And... Um, uh, in October, we have the World Cup qualification or European Cup qualification. I don't fucking know because I don't follow the Dutch team very often. But uh, we're playing against Northern Ireland and we are in the away section then. So always nice to, uh, yeah, it's nice culture. And uh, yeah, what I said, always when I was at first, uh, loads of stickers from Ajax and F-Side with me. And I was in Bill Nicholson to Boomer's pub. Uh, and my stickers around, and some people come to me. Yeah, where do you come from? Yeah, Amsterdam. I'm from Ajax. Yeah, uh, may, uh, some free boosters as well, and always a good time. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know what? Once you've said that, um, I've seen the stickers around. I've seen I, I, I've seen them around. So, and it's, it's it's a great thing. I think there's there's something that you know football's about partisanship. It's about hating each other, and you know anybody any team that comes to our team. Uh, our ground is uh, is the enemy, but there's also something quite beautiful about having friendships with other clubs that perhaps uh, you know, there's no real reason why there should be anything other than stuff that happens outside of the football pitch. And I know there's been a, a link between the players that have played for both clubs, but also it's something that happens outside of the, uh, the, the football pitch and on the terraces and elsewhere that has connected both Ajax and Tottenham. One of the most pleasing things, when I started thinking about doing this podcast and we're going to go on to make a film about this, um, is that I was a little bit worried that this was like one-sided, that, that Spurs fans like craved after this Ajax connection and Ajax fans were like, yeah, we don't, like, well, you keep buying our fucking players, you, we just want you to fuck off. I'm glad that that isn't true and there is some sort of understanding yeah. between the club that it's more than just the players on the pitch, that there's something else going on as well. It's a good thing. So I just want to thank you, Danny, Arco and Kiel for spending time with um, the Fighting Cock and, and, and our listeners. And I can't wait, really, I can't wait to get out to Amsterdam to watch a game with you guys. Um, You're see welcome. I, see Ajax play and um, have a good yeah, time. Yeah, we're both, uh, both in the same section in the stadium as a season ticket holder. We both have season tickets, uh, season tickets at the F side. So, if you want to come, yeah, feel free to join. There's no doubt. I'm, I'm definitely there, and thank you for that offer, 100. percent Okay, yeah, boys. Cool, um, so, uh, is there a Twitter account that people need to follow or have a look at? Is it Amsterdam Spurs? Yeah, that's fine. Oh. Uh, that's a group of uh, um, fanatic uh, Amsterdam guys who are following Tottenham. They go to uh, Rembrandt Square. They have uh, their sort of own pub when Tottenham is playing. So always uh, Tottenham guys around there with games. Uh, yeah, so follow them. Beautiful. Yeah, we have an official Amsterdam Spurs fan club. You do have? Yeah, we have. And how, how did someone hook up with that? I'm sorry? How would someone who was interested in getting involved with that? How would they uh, find you? Uh, we have an own website. Uh, I think it is uh, AmsterdamSpurs.com. Okay, amazing boys. Thank you so much for spending your your Friday evening with me, and um, 
And uh, like, I can't wait to come out and meet you guys and have a lot of fun. Cheers, Bye. mate. Cheers. Cheers. Mate. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. A camel Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.